This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright. And I appreciate you guys coming back again this week. Seriously, it's um, it's cool. It's a good chance for us to come together, chat about what's going on, chat about what's some important things to keep in the forefront of our minds as we go about not just today, but you know, the next week, the next month. All right, this is more than just learning. It's more than just hearing and agreeing and it resonating. It's about what in this in this message is going to resonate in a way to where it inspires actual commitment to do the work. Some of us ride high on emotion. We ride high on passion. Right? Whatever excites us, that's what we want to have more of. But the problem is that excitement fades and it can fade quickly. So who are you when the excitement fades? Are you the person that still digs in and and commits to the details and says, you know what, like this, this sucks, but I've got to do it. Or are you the person that says, shit, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. And I'm just going to step back and wait till that iron strikes again and I get fired up for it and then I'll try it again then. Who's, who's number one? Raise your hand. And who's number two? You know it. It's okay. I've been really guilty of being number two way more often than I've been number one. It's part of it sometimes, guys. Don't beat yourself up over it. But the comfort comes in knowing that you can change it. Okay? You can change it. Sometimes it just takes getting to a spot where you get really tired of watching the same episode over and over and over again before you're ready to move on to that next one. But this episode's the one I know, man. It's my favorite. I know it line by line. I know my favorite part of the episode. I know my least favorite part of the episode. I know it in and out. What if I go on to the next episode and I don't like it as much? I don't I don't have it down the way I have this one down. So I think I'm I might just hit repeat and just go back to this one again how many times has that been you to where you're you're honestly getting pretty tired of the episode and it's no longer even entertaining or interesting to you in fact it might be turning into your least favorite episode why haven't you changed it why haven't you gone on to the next one there's a lot of different reasons for that 
a lot of deep work that needs to be done to understand that. Really try to get to the bottom of it. You know, we're really good about self-medicating. We're not just talking about pills. We're not just talking about booze. We're not just talking about women. Sometimes it's sports. Sometimes it's a hobby. What's something that you that you commonly do to distract yourself when you start feeling uncomfortable? Is it go to the refrigerator? Is it go to the phone? What is it? And then you start to notice these things and you realize, shit, man, I'm not getting anything accomplished in this area. Why am I still stuck on this episode? It's because you went for the feel good instead of the solution. It's not like it's easy. Hell no, it's not easy. It's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. But it will be the single most rewarding thing that you've ever decided to commit to. And dig in and realize it's time to check out this next episode. This next chapter of your life, guys. So, um, having said that, I wanted to touch pretty quickly this week on an issue that really hits a lot of us pretty hard. Um, I know it really personally from experience. And I know that there's a lot of guys out there that are just like me who feel like they've come a long way from where they used to be, but they still find themselves sometimes getting tripped up on this. Or maybe you haven't come a long way. Maybe you're just now starting to see it. And it's this quest for being perfect. The quest for perfection. And honestly, that quest for perfection is the enemy. You get so, so hard on yourself to where you shut down. You either shut down or you will dig your heels in so hard and just keep pushing until you finally get it right or you can make it right or conquer some other obstacle that seems harder than the one that you might have not succeeded at. And now you're trying to prove something to yourself. But that quest for perfection is dangerous. Why do I say that? Because it forces you to kind of lose sight of yourself. You start aligning yourself more with this perception, uh, this pride or ego thing, that you have to be perfect. That if you're not winning, then you're losing. And that's really not the truth. In fact, anything that you might want to consider to be a loss is honestly the best thing that's happened to you. Why? Because you learn from it. You're learning a lesson. Biggest mistake there ever is, is repeating a mistake and not learning from it. Does that mean that you can't ever repeat it ever again well I mean it depends on what it is but when you repeat it because you will you just have to hope that you've learned enough lessons from all the other times that you've repeated that same mistake to not let it leave as ugly of a mark on the page 
You know? How can I dampen the impact of this mistake? How can I lessen it for next time? Not how can I avoid it? We have a lot of things that we struggle with kicking, you know? More often than not, it's a an issue with your the way that you like to react to things. We talked about that passion part here at the start of the episode. Get real passionate. Get real fired up. That can also have a downside. Because just as equally passionate as we can be as a, a positive or excitable way, you can be just as equally passionate to just respond instead of reply. So you just kind of go off of instinct. And sometimes it hurts people. Sometimes it hurts people's feelings. Sometimes it's selfish. You know? It doesn't always look the way that you hope it's going to look. It just comes out. And without that, that split second of taking a breath and realizing, all right, what's, what's the way that I need to react to this? You know? Am I going to react or am I going to respond? And there's a lot more wisdom and there's a lot more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot, a lot more nights staying in the bed instead of being on the couch. Right? Because it's, you're not going to be perfect, but you have to try, you know, like you have to try to put in an effort to commit to understanding why you make the mistakes that you do, why you repeat these patterns in your relationships, why you repeat these patterns in your friendships, in your personal life, in your in your quest for taking care of your health. Like, why do we keep seeking refuge in things and habits and activities that tend to bring us down more than they lift us up? What's your commitment to understanding really where that's coming from? And you got to get real honest and you got to get real vulnerable with yourself. Otherwise, you're just bullshitting. I'm telling you, it's like it's like you're going to work so hard just to try and seem like you've come up with an answer to the problem so that it makes just enough sense where you can explain it away yet it's not going to fix anything right and so when you find yourself repeating that same mistake that same pattern you get real hard on yourself you really start to beat yourself up over it because you think damn it I thought I'd done like I thought I was doing this. I've got to be better than this. Well, how? (laughs) You didn't fix anything. You tried to fix it by slapping a band-aid on the leak in the dam. That's not going to fix anything. You've pacified it for a short period of time until you get triggered into the same scenario again. Something starts to feel familiar. You react instead of respond. And now you feel like you're not perfect anymore. And you take that hard. It hits hard, man. So how do you avoid that? How do you cut back on those those sorts of 
patterns? Well, you got to get to the bottom of it. You got to take a hard look at what's happened in your life, in your childhood, that made you feel like you had to be perfect. Who seemed like they only gave you approval and love? You know what I'm saying? Like, try to validate your quest for perfection. I'll give you an example. Michael Jordan had talked about, you know, everything that he'd done, his commitment to greatness, was because he wanted his dad's approval. He wanted his dad to be proud of him. Right? So that would lead somebody to infer that his dad was a hard ass. And he only really seemed to show love or affection or attention when Mike was doing well. So he started to notice that and then became absolutely addicted to it. Right? And so when he lost his dad, it shook him. More, so, I, I think more so than sometimes just the fact of in those circumstances, losing a parent to a tragic, you know, murder. It's senseless. But it shook him in that his whole source for validation and approval was gone. Right? Like, he couldn't see that feedback. He couldn't get it in real time. So he kind of lost that edge. You know, he lost that that desire to win. So he stepped away from the game, went to baseball, his dad's favorite sport. That was a way to try and reconnect with him, I think. You know, what do I know? But that's what I think. And then after enough time went by and he started to realize, like, all right, I I want to go back to where I'm winning. You know, I, I want to go back to where I'm strong. And that's what he did. And so he, he, I think he'd figured out a way how to still honor his dad doing what he was really good at. So he went back to basketball. So I'll say all that to say this. Where is it? In that journey we call life. That you felt like you had to be perfect in order to to feel loved, to feel attention, to be recognized. And so when you weren't, what what were the results then? Like those are those are questions you got to ask yourself. A lot of times it's questions you need to have with a therapist or a counselor. I'm telling you man, like there's no stigma there. It's it's a place where real Real growth can happen, but only when you're ready for it. I'm just telling you, like, it'll change your life. Help you unpack all that mess. You got to be able to commit to looking in that part of the house that you try not to go into. And that's just your junk room. If you don't have a junk room, where are you from? (laughs) I'm just kidding. We've never really had a junk room in any of the, the homes I've lived in. Um, 
I think probably you can probably classify a couple different areas as a junk room in my in my uh, family's home back home, but <laughs> uh, definitely none of the homes that I've actively lived in. But everybody's got one in some way. You don't want to look in there. Why? Because you know it's a mess. It stresses you out. It gives you anxiety. Doesn't make you feel good. So you just close that door behind you and you just keep walking past it every day. So what in your life is your junk room? Because until you're really willing to look in there, that's when you can fix that that perfection problem, that quest for perfection. You realize you can start to make peace with the fact that you're not perfect. And you're just somebody that just tries their best to be honest with themselves and honest with the people around them. And you know that, you know what? I'm not going to be perfect all the time. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to own up to them because your quest for per, for, uh, for perfection got all tongue-tied, guys. I've been doing a lot of talking. It's about episode number four in a row. <laughs> I might have to tap out after this one. But that quest for perfection will lead to dishonesty because you have to keep up the image. Right? You're going to make excuses for your mistakes now. It's their fault. I can't help it. I was just acting this way because of how you were acting. I handled it because of what you told me. I made this choice based on the information you gave me. There's always some varying degrees of truth in that. But when you start looking as a way of, okay, I, I admit that I did that. It made sense at the time, but... You know, now I see how I was wrong. When you see how you're wrong, then you can see how you can be right in the future more often than not. So that perfection is the enemy. Eventually you get to a point where you've got so much security in yourself, so much self-confidence, that you're almost looking for mistakes. And you don't want to be seen as perfect. Why? Because that's 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 a real leader. That's somebody you can look at and say, damn, I respect the hell out of that guy. He's checked his pride at the door, and he's just showing up as his real self. I want to be around that guy. I want to work with that guy. I want to spend more time with them. So look in that dark part of their house. Look in that dirty room. What's the stuff you're trying to ignore? Why do you feel like you need to be perfect? These are all important questions. And again, just being aware of it isn't going to do much. It's awareness, creating the plan, and then executing. Same lessons I've learned from being a physical therapist. Well, hey, uh, I've got sciatica. You got some stretches for it? Well, no, I don't. Why not? Well, I need to figure out what the problem is. Well, I just told you sciatica. Do you know that for sure? Well, it sounds like it. You don't know. You don't know unless you find out what the real root cause is. Then, 
you develop the plan. You know, what sort of treatments are we going to use? What sort of exercises? Are they going to benefit more from this or more from this? What do we need to stay away from? Right? How can we get their body to heal itself again in a way to where it doesn't feel threatened anymore? All right, so there's the plan. And then you got to execute it. Otherwise, it's still just mysterious sciatica, which could actually be a totally different thing, just seeming similar. But unless you learn about it, right? Identify it, create the plan, and execute. So identify where in your life you're trying to cover up for something, seek something, gain something for approval by being perfect. Two, create a plan. Talk to somebody about it. Open up. Open up to a buddy. You know, don't necessarily have to share this with your spouse. This isn't for them to be burdened with. Shoot, talk to me. Talk to one of the other guys following this movement. You got to share it. You got to confide in somebody. That weight's out in the open. Now there's some accountability to it. You're putting a little bit more pressure on yourself to actually have to execute. And then three, execute. Take the action. Commit to the dirty work. Dig into the unsexy stuff. That's how you're going to start to actually start seeing some progress. Guarantee it. Guys, all that being said, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in to another, I think it's a fantastic episode, if I'm being perfectly perfect, I mean perfectly honest. <laughs> you see what I did there? Episode about perfection. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be funny to myself for a quick second. So I appreciate you guys for staying tuned for that disaster <laughs> of a joke at the end. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this week. Love each and every one of you. Just commit to progress, right? You don't have to be perfect, but commit to progress. Love you all. Reach out if you need anything. And until next week, take care. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode as well as taking a screenshot with the tag becoming a better man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities and their families.